Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Facebook Effect, the inside story of the company that is connecting the world. A genius, a former Harvard University student, a dropout, a startup business entrepreneur, and a world top billionaire in Forbes ranking. Hearing these tags, you may be involuntarily reminded of Bill Gates. But our protagonist today is Mark Zuckerberg. Like Gates, Zuckerberg also dropped out of Harvard to start his business and achieved huge success, building his own business empire. Bill Gates founded Microsoft and built it into the world's largest software supplier, making him the richest person in the world at just the age of 31. Comparably, Zuckerberg founded Facebook at 19. In Forbes' world's top 10 youngest billionaires list of 2010, Zuckerberg who was then 25 ranked first with a net worth of $4 billion, becoming the youngest of all of them on the list. Because of this, this young man was hailed by many as the next Bill Gates. In the Facebook effect, the author gives a detailed account of why and how Zuckerberg founded Facebook. The book also reveals why Facebook was able to outshine other social networking companies and become an unparalleled force. This book was written by David Kirkpatrick, an experienced journalist and author with 31 years of writing experience. He is the former senior editor of Internet and Technology at Fortune magazine. Before he started writing this book, he wrote a weekly column called Fast Forward at Fortune for several years. He also created and hosted Fortune's Brainstorm Conference. To write this book, Kirkpatrick interviewed over 130 people, including co-founders of Facebook, its employees, investors, potential investors and partners, thereby providing readers with an authentic record of the development of Facebook. This book is a very enjoyable read. Chris Anderson, the author of The Long Tail spoke highly of it. He said, Kirkpatrick's amazing reporting details what happens when the hacker culture turns into a multi-billion dollar firm. Mark Zuckerberg sought to maintain that hacker energy, and it's fascinating to read what resulted from it. Also, Bloomberg Businessweek's columnist Rich Jaroslavsky praised this book as engrossing in a detailed and scrupulously fair historical account of Facebook. In this bookie, we'll introduce this book through the following three parts. Part 1, How Zuckerberg Founded Facebook Part 2, How Facebook Evolved Under Zuckerberg's Leadership Part 3, How Facebook Became a Business Empire Mark Zuckerberg was born in a middle-class family in New York, USA. His father is a dentist and his mother is a psychologist. When he was still a boy, his father began teaching him basic knowledge about programming. Later, his father even hired a software developer as his tutor as Zuckerberg showed great talent in the field. He had the benefit of excellent parenting throughout his childhood. A talented boy as he was, he was always a top student at school. During high school, Zuckerberg's academic performance won him every honor and award available, including prizes in math, astronomy, physics, and classical languages. He was also captain of the fencing team. Additionally, he could read and write French, Hebrew, Latin, and ancient Greek. Zuckerberg's passion for programming started young. He got his first computer at the age of 10, 
launching his amazing lifelong relationship with this device. His computer skills were mostly self-taught. When he was in high school, he designed a plug-in for an MP3 player which could make song suggestions based on their listening history. His enthusiasm for programming grew even stronger when he was in college. In his sophomore year, he developed a program called Course Match. One could click on a course to see who was signed up, or click on a person to see the courses he or she was taking. This program soon became popular among Harvard students. Not long after, Zuckerberg developed another program called Facimash. In it, users could pick the best-looking person from a bunch of photos. The photos were mostly taken the day students arrived for orientation at Harvard, and were maintained by each of the Harvard houses. In order to get access to the photos, Zuckerberg hacked and downloaded names and photos from the dorm's computer network. Taking advantage of the students' curiosity and vanity, the CMASH became an immediate hit without an official launch. However, due to the inappropriate manner in which he got access to the photos, Zuckerberg came under fire from the school. Since this software project aimed to pick the hottest student on campus and photos of students were rated and reviewed, members of two women's groups began to protest against it. As Zuckerberg was accused of violations of the college's code of conduct in the way the site handled security, copyright, and privacy, the site was soon shut down. Zuckerberg apologized to the women's groups, claiming he had mainly thought of the project as a computer science experiment, and that he had no idea it would spread so quickly. Even though the Facimash project came to a premature end, Zuckerberg saw the great potential of online networking and became all the more interested in social networking sites. The Harvard Crimson later published an editorial describing how to build an electronic inventory by putting student photo directories online. The editors took the view that if a student could build Vasimash, there was no reason a programmer couldn't build its own appropriate catalog. As long as students would voluntarily upload their own photos, much of the trouble surrounding Facimash would be gone. Zuckerberg revealed that it was exactly this crimson editorial that gave him the initial idea for building the Facebook. In February 2004, Zuckerberg officially founded the Facebook. Its home screen read, the Facebook is an online directory that connects people through social networks at colleges. You can use the Facebook to search for people at your school, find out who are in your classes, look up your friends' friends, see a visualization of your social network. That laid the first brick in the wall of a social networking empire that was going to take the world by storm not long after. Zuckerberg was 19 by then. The target users of the Facebook were Harvard students. They signed up with their real names and sent email invitations to their friends to join. To sign up, you create a profile with a pretty or handsome pictures of yourself, along with a bit of personal information. You could indicate whether you were single or in a relationship, include your email address, indicate which courses you were taking, display your favorite books, movies, quotes, and so on. It had some other practical functions as well, such as adding classmates to be your friends, creating groups, arranging meetings for clubs, and posting notices. Among all of its functions, the most characteristic one was the poke. If you were interested in another user, you could direct a poke at them on a link on their page, making an indication show up on their homepage. Since young college students were the Facebook's targeted users, 
Much activity on the Facebook from the beginning was driven by the romantic and lustful interests of young adults. In a later interview, the Crimson asked Zuckerberg what his motives were for founding the Facebook. He answered, the nature of the site is that each user's experience improves if they can get their friends to join it. Making the site fun and giving its users a better experience were Zuckerberg's motives for founding the Facebook. The author then concluded that for Zuckerberg, making the Facebook fun was more important than making it a business. It was a statement that would reverberate down through the short history of Facebook. One week after the launch of the Facebook, about half of Harvard undergraduates had signed up. The Facebook became an instant hit with ever-increasing user numbers. On the second week of its launch, students at schools other than Harvard even started emailing Zuckerberg asking when they could have it too. As seen from the quickly growing user base, it was clear that what the Facebook's founders wanted to achieve for its users which is fun was exactly what everyone was looking for. Zuckerberg hired his roommate Dustin Moskovitz about a week after the Facebook launched. Moskovitz was also a keen programmer. Without any formal training, he could accomplish all of the assignments Zuckerberg gave him. Zuckerberg's ambition was to expand the Facebook beyond Harvard to other campuses. Quickly thereafter, the Facebook also became a hit at other colleges. In order to keep the server running smoothly, many new users had to wait in order to get signed up. In the summer break of 2004, Zuckerberg and Moskovitz went together to Silicon Valley, California where numerous high-tech companies are located. Zuckerberg's ambition in Silicon Valley was much bigger than getting rich instantly. He wanted to build a lasting culture. He wanted to do his best to take over the world from the previous generation. Later, Zuckerberg hired Sean Parker as the CEO of the Facebook. Parker had previously co-founded two internet companies, but was kicked out for various reasons. Since the Facebook was just starting up, they needed someone who knew how to build and run a company and who had many contacts in Silicon Valley. Parker fit their needs. Subsequently, Parker incorporated the Facebook in Delaware and started to negotiate with investors. In the early phase of the Facebook, they could keep the site operating by paying for a handful of servers. However, as their user base grew, they needed to buy more servers in order to ensure the site's smooth operation, which required a lot more money. Zuckerberg began selling some advertisements in order to keep the company running. He would refuse ads that would slow down the speed of their website or undermine the user experience. Initially though, revenue from advertising was not enough for the company. Luckily, Parker managed to secure $600,000 investments, among which a venture capitalist called Peter Thiel invested $500,000 in exchange for a 10% stake in the company. This was the Facebook Series A round which became one of the most momentous investments of all time in Silicon Valley. Though Zuckerberg looked younger than his age and was shy, he made sure that he was in charge. He had a clear vision of what he wanted for the company. His bottom line was that he would never betray his original aspirations simply for money, a critical guiding ethic for their products. By the end of the summer break of 2004, the Facebook had attracted more than 200,000 users. Zuckerberg and Moskovitz then decided to drop out of school to focus on running their site. It was clear that the Facebook had become a rising star in Silicon Valley. Today we are just sharing limited content. 
To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.